podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. The day after Liverpool 2, Manchester City 2 in the Premier League at Anfield. It's hard to describe yesterday's game. It's hard to really formulate thoughts on the performance because the first half was one thing and the second was something completely different. Liverpool started off the better team in the first 10 minutes or so. You would argue they were in control. They looked the more threatening team. And then City took control. And Liverpool were really, really poor for probably from about 15 to the halftime break. Liverpool were really poor. Penned in, looking at times overwhelmed, being outplayed and outfought in midfield. The front three getting no service. The defence trying to clear its lines but not getting enough support from those in front. We saw James Milner at right back. Joel Matip and Virgil van Dijk at centre back. And Andy Robertson at left back. Allison in goal. Jordan Henderson, Fabinho and Curtis Jones in midfield. Mohamed Salah, Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane up front for the Reds as Jürgen went with the same team that had played against Porto and demolished Porto in the week. City had Ederson in goal, Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz, Americ Laporte and Jack Canseo as their defence. Kevin De Bruyne, Rodri and Bernardo Silva in midfield. And in attack, a little bit of a wrinkle, we saw... Jack Grealish plays a false nine. Phil Foden operate off the left and Gabby Jesus on the right-hand side. And I think we all thought Grealish would start on the left. And with the way Grealish plays, he wants the ball to his feet. You thought that would be okay against James Milner. Milner is quite happy to have players receive the ball to feet in front of him, knowing that the ball might go by them or the man might go by him but both will not. He will stop one or the other by hook or by crook. Unfortunately for Liverpool, Phil Foden on the left was willing to run in behind. And James Milner got badly exposed. He got torn apart, in truth. A City should have had a free kick on the edge of the box in the first half, which would have resulted in a yellow card for James Milner when he clipped the heels of Phil Foden. But he got away with that one. He did not get away with a foul that brought him a yellow card. And you would have said going in at half time, maybe Milner should come off. He's not playing well. He's getting exposed. He's getting no support at all from the right side of the midfield, which was the case against Porto and Luis Diaz had a couple of good chances. It was the case against Brentford and Trent Alexander-Arnold was left exposed a number of times in two and three V1s. In the second half, Milner actually started quite well and Liverpool came out a completely different team. City should have gone in 2-0 up. Alisson made two incredible interventions, one a save, one a sliding tackle on Phil Foden and City would have been good value for a 2-0 half-time lead. But in the second half, Liverpool came out looking like a very different team, looking far more purposeful, far more aggressive, far more front-footed and they took control of the game. And 
their control of the game led to a sensational goal. Mohamed Salah had the ball deep in his own half, played it to Milner, who found Fabinho. Fabinho played a lovely little disguise pass back to Salah, who drew in Joe Canseo, who'd already been booked for a foul on James Milner, and invited him to make a tackle, and basically dared him to make the tackle. Canseo had a decision to make. He either let Salah and Bowl go beyond him, or he'd start walking for the touchline, because if he'd fouled him, he was getting a second jello card, and he was off. Salah went by him, opened up the defence, played a beautiful split ball to Sadio Mane, who timed his run perfectly from left, hooking around to the right-hand side, blind to Ruben Diaz, who didn't know Mane was there until he flashed in front of him. And it's a brilliant finish by Mane to put Liverpool one up. And while on the balance of the game to that point, Liverpool didn't deserve to be in front because City had dominated the first half, the goal didn't come against the run of play based on how the second half had started. City would equalise. It would be Phil Foden. Got behind James Milner and a beautiful left-footed shot into the far corner. An excellent goal. And City were good value for it. They started to come back into it after we'd scored. We'd, we'd lulled a little bit. Not really taking advantage of the of the goal. And City got back into it. James Milner was then very, very lucky not to get sent off. Already on a yellow card, which should have been a second yellow card already. He then upended Bernardo Silva, who had drifted past Jordan Henderson as if he wasn't there on probably the fourth or fifth occasion he'd done that. And Milner upended him. And if he wasn't James Milner, he would have gotten a yellow card and he would have walked. Liverpool would then go and score. Curtis Jones found Mohamed Salah surrounded by three City players on the edge of the area. Somehow Salah found his way clear of the three of them. Made made America Laporte look very poor. And then a beautiful right-footed clipped shot beat Ederson and kissed the far post to find its way in. If you haven't seen that goal, make sure you see it today. It is one of the best goals you'll ever see. It is a moment of absolute genius. It's something that if Lionel Messi did, we would see it on an endless loop for months and months. Mohamed Salah right now is playing at a level very few players ever reach. There's no real case to make for anybody currently being regarded as a better player on current form than Mo Salah. He is sensational. He's scoring for fun. He's creating for fun. He's tormenting defences. He's doing whatever he wants every time he gets the ball. And that goal was the epitome of everything brilliant about him. You thought at that point the Reds will hold on here and they'll get the 2-1 win. But City fought back again. Phil Foden heavily involved. Joe Gomez has come on at this point. But Gomez had to step into midfield to cover for an absent midfielder. Foden got in behind. He tried the cutback for Walker. Andy Robertson kind of half got it clear. Fell to Kevin De Bruyne. His left-footed shot deflected off Joel Matip and in. Overall, 2-2, probably fair. They were much better the first half. We were slightly better than them the second half. 
on the balance of play, we were fortunate, especially when you factor in that Milner should have walked before we got our second goal. But overall, a 2-2 draw is, is probably about fair. Um, we've now played both City and Chelsea at home, drawn with both of them. So we'll have to go to Stamford Bridge and the Etihad later in the season. And that might suit us a bit more, where they might be a bit more in control. We might be able to play a lot more on the counter-attack. And it was the counter-attack that gave us our first goal yesterday. And we know what a devastating team we can be on the counter-attack. I thought, I've seen some takes after the game. I think some of them are unfair. I've seen Fabinho and Curtis Jones come in for a lot of criticism. And they weren't great yesterday, but they certainly weren't dreadful. It's very hard when two men have to do the work of three in midfield. Massive concerns to be had over Jordan Henderson's form right now. That's the third very poor game in a row. His first half performance yesterday was an abomination. Second half was slightly better, but not good by any stretch. And that is something that they're going to have to address. On the ball and off the ball, he is just way off the pace and has been this season. Burnley at home is probably the only game you could say he was 6 out of 10 or better. So that's something they'll have to look at. The right-back situation, James Milner can't play against anyone with pace who's going to run behind him. And I think when teams see what Phil Foden did to him, they will just instruct their wingers to run behind him. And they look to play balls in, in off his shoulder because he can't turn and run, just doesn't have the pace or the mobility to do it anymore. Not his fault. He was badly exposed yesterday with the lack of cover. But teams will use that as a weak point if Trent is not back straight after the international break. Thought the two centre-backs played well. Thought Andy Robertson played well. I don't think Allison could have done anything better with either goal. And he made two great interventions in that first half. That one, 1v1 save with Foden after Bernardo Silva's run was amazing. I thought the front three who started all looked good in moments, but just didn't get enough service. Obviously, Salah was phenomenal with the assist and the goal, but... You just didn't feel we got him the ball enough. Sadio was the same. He looked lively, looked well up for the battle. He always enjoys going up against Kyle Walker. And while Jota had a quiet game, he did have a couple of moments where he made Ruben Diaz look really poor. And for anyone who decided to keep tally on the number of times Ruben Diaz inexplicably found himself on the floor, at nine was the number yesterday. Nine overall uh, visits to the ground for Mr. Diaz, who just seems to have a problem staying on his feet. All things considered, you take a point against the, league, the reigning league champions. You always do. But it does sort of feel like two points dropped when you've gone ahead twice at home. That's the only real criticism there. A couple of the individual performances were really, really poor. but. By and large, I think we have to be happy enough. Obviously, the main focus for Liverpool.com and this is Anfield today is the post-match talk. A lot of it obviously centering, centering around Mo Salah, his performance. James Pierce has an article today calling for Salah's contract to get sorted. I think that's the view of every Liverpool fan is that this contract needs to get sorted and needs to get sorted as quickly as possible because there can be no doubt of his importance to this team. He's he's just a different level of player. He is just a different level of player. And right now, he has to be considered a strong front runner 
for player of the season. So um, jump on this is Anfield and Liverpool.com and check out all of their post-match talk. Uh, some of it's very good. There's also a couple pieces on this is Anfield about uh, the Brazilian issue with Allison and Fabinho having to go and play and the fact that they will miss Watford and may well miss other games on their return, including Atletico Madrid and Manchester United. Those would not be not be positive things for Liverpool. Um, Liverpool.com have a couple of pieces up regarding recent transfer speculation, so you can read them there. They're always quite good with, you know, bringing together all the different rumours into one piece or expanding on reasons and fit for a player that might be linked to Liverpool or has been linked to Liverpool that could be of interest. Um, There's a piece on AnfieldIndex.com by Stephen Smith this morning about Daniel Agger entitled Another Great Dane. And Daniel Agger's one of the best centre-backs we've ever had. It's just very unfortunate that he had so many injury problems. And I suppose Joe Go- or Joel Matip and Joe Gomez are very similar. You know, the great level of play, but injuries have really hampered their Liverpool careers. Uh, in terms of podcast, the Nina Kauser show, Nina is back. She was joined by Mr. Drinkle and Dave Horrocks to discuss the game and have the phoning. And obviously there is a post-match role. Myself, Trev Downey, and Jim Boardman discussing Liverpool 2, City 2. So you can check those out. Nina's show is on the free side. Raw is on Anfield Index Pro. Uh, There's loads more to come this week. We will have regular content throughout the international break. And uh, I hope you all check it out. If you're not a a pro subscriber, there is a seven-day free trial. So you can check it out. No harm, no foul. Make sure you check out the Anfield Index shop. You can search Anfield Index shop on Google or you can just download the Etsy app to your phone. Look for Anfield Index and there's loads and loads of cool merch on there. So do check that out. That's it from me today. Enjoy your evenings. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.